It's intern John. Football is back, and this commander season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Huddle Up and Win Sweepstakes. You could win up to $10,000 cash or autograph commander's merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayHuddleUpAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure commander's fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Washington Commanders. The, is it morning yet, deal. How about now? Or now? Because morning time is McDonald's breakfast time. And that's the best time of all the times. Get any sized iced coffee for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And sweeten the deal when you pair it with a baked apple or pumpkin and creme pie. After all, why wait to treat yourself? Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own adventures in the spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Um, Jared and Rochelle on the keys here, they have Fireborn Ministries, um, and they, Rochelle and I grew up together in church in Pella from around the age eight or nine, maybe, um, and we've remained friends ever since, but Rochelle met Jared while she was in Oregon at Bible College, and together they have a vast array of ministry experience, um, but, and some really wonderful personal testimonies Jared could tell you about being healed of PTSD and the list goes on, but um, their heart is to see the lost saved, the saved equipped and equipped empowered by the Holy Spirit. Um, and they passionately pursue Jesus using technology to preach the gospel around the world. Um, so yeah, I mean, I could go on and on. They have all kinds of crazy like webinars and e-courses and they write articles for all kinds of Christian news sites and publishings and anyways but they're just really awesome people so check out their website sometime when you have some time and just learn more about them but tonight Jared's just going to share what God's put on his heart for a little bit and then we'll do some more worship if you want to stay um but yeah after Jared's done it's pretty much just whenever you feel led to go thank you so very much um, I want to give Kristen a big round of applause for using her gifts and making this happen. So um, I see she's very well organized with my bio. <laughs> so thank you so very much. Um, my wife and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage, and uh, we got four amazing kids. One was in the back there doing the slides, and so he's 17, just turned 17. I've got twins that are 13, so guys, I've got three teenagers in the home. 
please pray for us, and then a 10-year-old. But I'm Jared Lasky, and I'm really excited. This is kind of one of those types of events where the presence of God is just so thick that you don't want to, like, spoil it. As Kristen was sharing, you know, like, been through a lot of stuff. And I know that a lot of you guys have been through a lot of stuff as well. Life. Life. Good, bad, ugly, blessed. The Christian life, I'm kind of going off on a tangent right now. The Christian life, you know, it's got its blessings. But when we're going through the storm, you know, we just see hurricanes take place recently. When we're going through the storms, we have a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And his name is Jesus. Jesus. My wife and I spent like five days in the D Dominican Republic recently. It was the late 20th wedding anniversary, and we went to Bate Guajabo, and we gave out like 40 bags of food to these people who are living in abject poverty. The gospel was preached. We had a kind of a service like this. We actually had a djembe and some other things, and the gospel was preached. But within three weeks, I mean, here we fed these people, but within three weeks, they had a hurricane rip through there. So I'm still kind of waiting on, on the word, but I felt like... Uh, that time that we spent there was divine. That we, I know that there are other ministries that reach out to that, that batay, but here's this church crammed with these sugar plantation, sugar cane workers that get paid pennies. You know, I'll never look at Domino Sugar or any of those sugar companies the same ever again because here are these Haitian villagers being paid pennies living in a shack, a green shack, you know, just. No, very tiny. I haven't seen poverty like this since since I was in India in 98, 99 on a mission trip. You know, but I felt like here it is. We see that these hurricanes, these storms taking place and that place had gotten hit with, you know, Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic before this one that just is going through Florida right now. And I felt like God sent us just in time to give these people food. So God is with us in the storm. You can hear God's voice and prophesy Every person with the Spirit of God living in them can be used by God for entry-level prophecy. Entry-level prophecy is the starting point of an incredible adventure in hearing God's voice and prophesying. Prophecy encourages, comforts, and edifies people. And our heart is to equip and educate you to hear God and prophesy, walking it out as a lifestyle. And that's why we created Entry-Level Prophecy eCourse on CharismaCourses.com. Through this powerful e-course, you will be equipped to hear God and to prophesy. You will gain the necessary biblical understanding needed to take a step of faith and speak what you hear God saying to see people encouraged, comforted, and edified. In this course, you'll learn about the fruit of the Spirit, the character traits of God, how to receive and deliver a prophecy, how to judge a prophecy, and what foundation you need to prophesy, and what heart motivations are necessary to prophesy. When you enroll in this e-course, you'll also have access to bonus materials and our live coaching sessions. Go to charismacourses.com to purchase entry-level prophecy and learn how to hear God's voice and prophesy. I've got a, a book here called Miracles for Veterans. You know anybody who's suffering from PTSD or anything like that? My story is, is in this book of how God supernaturally healed me from PTSD because I'm a combat veteran, served in the Marine Corps, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan. And um, after I got healed, I went back to Afghanistan just to see if I had any more demons. And I didn't, thank God. So I spent 105 days in Kabul at the U.S. Embassy. 
leading a Bible study and seeing Jesus do some stuff you know, on the ground there. So if anybody would like a free copy of this book, I've only got four copies left, but they'll be up here for you. Jumping in, with a night like tonight, I want the, everybody to know that this is Jesus' night. This is all for him. This is all for his glory. This is all for his fame. It's just about him. So whenever we have a, a worship night where we're focusing on him and we're, you know, it's extended, it's totally different than what we have on Sunday morning or Wednesday night or our home Bible studies. You know, really, it just kind of reminds me of just going back to the basics of hearing his voice. As Kristen had said, like we could do, we've done webinars and seminars and things like that, but a night like this night is where we minister to him, where he's the center of attention. You know, in the book of Revelation, he's in the center of heaven. All Everything that takes place around him, you know, he's in the center of it all. If you map out heaven, he's in the center of all of it. When I got married 20 years ago, we, we had that song, Jesus Be the Center. And Jesus is the center of heaven. Jesus is the center of tonight. So Jesus, I just want you to have your way. Do what you want tonight, Lord. We draw near to you by faith. Holy Spirit, have your way. Jesus, be glorified. Amen. Amen. So tonight I wanted to talk about hearing God's voice. I know that there's a slide that showed Jared and Michelle Lasky prophetic ministry. So thank you, Ben, for making the slide. But some people might be like, what's that? You know, what does that mean? You know, I don't have any title. My name is Jared Lasky. My lovely bride is Rochelle. She was on the piano here. And, you know, what I like to do is equip people how to hear God's voice for themselves, to hear him for themselves, to, to connect with him. I mean, I've been to different events where, like, you know, someone... And um, maybe so many people came here with some trepidation or anything like, is this guy going to be crazy? Absolutely not. This is just, this is home. I'm just hanging out, having a conversation with y'all. Amen? <laughs> so I just want us to just kind of breathe a little bit and just be like, hey, I can hear God's voice. What is prophecy? Prophecy is simply hearing God's voice and speaking what you're hearing him say. And all of us can hear God's voice. And we've all heard God's voice one way or another. He loves to speak to his kids. The scripture shows us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. It says that he's within us and he's among us. The kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is within you. The Holy Spirit is within you. And he's continually speaking to you. And he loves to talk to us. He loves to guide us and direct us and even prompt us. He gives us gentle nudges. You know, have you ever had that time where he's like, you're driving down the road and you just kind of feel this gentle nudge, like, don't go straight, take a left. And you do. And maybe you avoided traffic or maybe you avoided something or maybe you helped save somebody or help someone out. Like today, I'm having coffee with a friend of mine and his daughter's tire is flat. So it became an opportunity to have fellowship with one another, and change a flat tire. We're in the right place at the right time. But the Holy Spirit speaks to us, and the, the voice of the Holy Spirit is something that we need to draw near to. You know, God speaks through his word, 
this Bible has traveled the world. This has been to Iraq and Afghanistan and I think 50, well, not 50 states, but 40 some odd U.S. states. It's been to the Dominican Republic, Honduras. The Word of God, God speaks through the Word of God, and I honor the Word of God. I honor the Scripture. It's His Word. But He's still also speaking to us. The first time that He spoke to us was when we responded to the Gospel. The Holy Spirit comes to convict people of their sin. And so when there's a gospel presentation, I don't know what your story is like or how you responded. Some people like grew up in the Christian church. Some people like me, I was rebellious. I was I grew up in the Christian church, but I was rebellious. But the Holy Spirit was drawing me and wooing me. And I was sensing him, you know, speak to me one way or another, but it was kind of like my conscience. And then in time, you know, after, you know, I was 17 years old and I was in the hospital for five days from a burst appendix, I knew that the presence of God was real and I had to give up my whole life. I had to surrender to him. So within six months, I was on the mission field. I was going through discipleship and I was never the same. But that was the Holy Spirit speaking to me. Did I really hear his voice? Yes. There are gentle nudges, there are prompts, you know, and then there's a time where we can hear his whisper. So the Bible has true accounts of men and women hearing his voice. And it's from the, the beginning of time to the very end. And even now he's speaking. Everything that we see, everything that we feel, everything that we hear was created when God spoke. When he spoke a word and then he said, it's all good. It's all good. I think the church has tended to be a little more sin focused rather than on God's goodness focus. I think that that shifts things when we realize God is good and he created all these things good. And yes, we sinned, but God is still good and he draws us to him towards his goodness. And then we step out and walk in his righteousness because we are his righteousness. Amen. But the Holy Spirit speaks to us and people might say, Jared, I've never heard the voice of God. But as I, as I shared, you have. What was that unction to get you water baptized? What was that unction to have you respond to the gospel message? Something drew you. Through the teaching of the word, your faith was activated. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the Holy Spirit was speaking to you in that moment and you responded. You responded in obedience. And when we hear God's voice, we need to respond with obedience. Turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 10. John chapter 10. John chapter 10 verses 1 through 6. I want to zero in on the voice of the Holy Spirit. John chapter 10 verses 1 through 6 says, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs in by another way, that man is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the gatekeeper opens. The sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. A stranger they will not follow, but they will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. This figure of speech Jesus used with them, but they did not understand what he was saying to them. But here's Jesus talking about sheep and thieves. He's talking about the enemy. He's talking about who we know now of as the enemy, the devil and his minions. 
But the sheep hear his voice, the shepherd's voice. He calls them and he knows them by name. See, at the time, sheep were kind of bunched up together. But when a shepherd walking by and he needed his sheep, he would start calling his sheep and his sheep would be separated from all the other sheep. And his sheep would follow him. And he's saying that my sheep know me and I know them and they follow my voice. They won't follow a stranger's voice. So here's multiple flocks of sheep, multiple different shepherds, but the sheep who would follow him know his voice and they'd separate from everybody. So we get this word picture. We, we see this image here that, you know, when we hear the voice of Jesus, we follow him because in verses 27 through 30, of John chapter 10, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hands. I and the Father are one. A Bible commentator had this to say about these verses in John chapter 10. He said, This simple statement my sheep hear my voice is packed full of Christian doctrine. It expresses personal intimacy between the shepherd and his sheep. In the first century, a single sheep pen held multiple flocks, so it was essential for the sheep to know and recognize their own shepherd's voice. There had to be unmistakable familiarity between sheep and shepherd for the sheep to feel safe and know which voice to follow. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep my sheep know me. Knowing the Lord's voice indicates experiential knowledge through a relationship with him. So that last statement, knowing the Lord's voice indicates experiential, experiential knowledge through a relationship with him. I think Christians, we've done well with intellectual knowledge. I've been to seminary. I've got a couple of de degrees in this stuff, in, in life, in ministry. You know, 20 some odd years of ministry, one way or another. We've got great Bible colleges, been there, I've been to seminaries, I've been to university. But we all know that there can be, that's a lot of intellectual knowledge, which is great. But we also know people that walk away from the faith from Christian universities. That's sad because there's some type of disconnect. They didn't have that experiential relationship. You could go get all the head knowledge you want, but you still need the heart to connect the King of Kings. So we need this experiential knowledge through a relationship with him. We need to hear his voice. We also need to obey his voice. So we have the scripture and we love the scripture. We read the commands, we follow the principles, we apply them to our life. But when we also hear his voice, we need to obey his voice. There was a, a while ago, some years ago, where the Holy Spirit told me to write an article. And I was like, I don't want to write this article. I'll just, I think, I don't want people to think that it's prideful or anything like that. So I'm not going to write. Real quick, I disobeyed his voice. And I have writer's block. For the next month, I couldn't write. And this article was about an encounter in Las Vegas. Okay, that, that the Lord had given me in this time of prayer that I was with some people and we were praying for Las Vegas. But for a month, I couldn't write. And I was like, why can't I write? And I realized, oh, I didn't obey his voice and write this article about Las Vegas. And I kid you not, 
that was when the Las Vegas shooting happened. And I, I asked Jesus, forgive me. I'm going to write this article and release this article. And I did and in obedience. And after that, I didn't have writer's block, but it took me waking up and realizing I should have written this a month before and released it instead of having this situation take place. I needed to obey the voice of God. And God's voice, when we hear his voice, confirms the scripture, and the scripture confirms his voice. So we need to obey, because in 1 John chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, which is the scripture, but also his voice, then love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus lived. And how did Jesus live? He would go up on the mountain and he'd pray. He'd go into the garden and he'd pray. And he'd hear God and then he'd go do what God told him to do. He would commission the disciples. He'd preach the Sermon on the Mount. Amen? He would hear God's voice and he'd do what he was told. He would obey. Real quick, I wanted to look at something in the Old Testament, which I think is very profound about the voice of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Kings chapter 19, 1 Kings chapter 19, if you've ever been to Israel, hopefully you visited Mount Carmel, where Elijah fought the prophets of Baal, or Baal, as some people pronounce it. 400 of these prophets. So you could go up to Mount Carmel, which is quite quite a hike, but you could drive up it. And you could see out in the valley, and then you could also see the Israeli Air Force uh, doing their maneuvers up in the sky and things like that. Right after this showdown with the prophets of, of Baal, Elijah got afraid, and he ran. And so you could see this valley that he ran through. And he was depressed. He wanted to die. He was saying, poor me. I'm the only prophet. I'm the only person that God's called. But yet we find out that there are other prophets. But this is how Elijah felt. But in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 to 13, right after this supernatural thing where this angel came and fed Elijah, which fed him for 40 days so he could go to the mountain of the Lord, which is connected, which is Sinai. It was just a name change at this time. First Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 12. We see something take place here. We see the spectacular supernatural display, but yet this is different. I know that in the streams that I, I, I walk in or that I hang out with, people can glorify the spectacular. Like this isn't really church unless that happened. It's still church. Okay, where two or more are gathered in his midst, midst, there he is with us. The ecclesia, the called out ones. Church doesn't have to look a certain way. A certain something doesn't have to happen for you to be having church. Okay, we need the fellowship one with another. But for some reason, in some groups, we kind of glorify the spectacular. Or other people, they kind of glorify and say, at least we're not those people. Listen, it's the body of Christ. It's diverse. It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love the bride of Christ and all its expression. But here in 1 Kings chapter 19, here's some spectacular things, but yet God's not in that. Verses 11 to 13. The Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great powerful wind tore the mountains apart 
and shattered the rocks before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And the wind, after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. When Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went out and stood at the mouth of the cave. Then a voice said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So here are these spectacular things taking place. Yet God wasn't in the wind, the earthquake, the fire. Elijah walked out in response to hearing the quiet whisper, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And then what comes after that? You know, again, the groups that I hang out with, they could be like, hey, let's, it has to be this way. It has to look like this. This has to take place. But amazing things happen just through the gentle whisper, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because guess what happened right after this? The voice of the Holy Spirit talks to Elijah, the gentle whisper. And Elijah was used by God to commission his successor, Elisha, as a prophet and to anoint two kings. So from the gentle whisper of the Holy Spirit, we see a commissioning of a prophet and the coronation of kings just from the whisper. So when we hear the whisper of God, incredible things can take place. And then we step out in obedience. When we hear the gentle whisper of God, we can speak life and destiny over people. When we hear the gentle whisper of God, we're having communication and relationship with him. It's really all about him, amen? Here's what I'd like to do. I'd love my, my bride to kind of play some keys. And again, I had mentioned like, my desire is to help you connect with God. And so if you have a piece of paper, or if you have your phone, if you don't have a piece of paper and a pen, right now we're gonna take like a minute or so where you will hear for the gentle whisper of God. This is communication between you and him alone. So you'll focus on Jesus as we have been the entire night as he's been the sole focus of this. And then you, you could even get started with a scripture or you could write it like a letter from Jesus to you. And then you listen for the whisper of the Holy Spirit to speak to you. You start writing it down. And if he gives you scripture references, write it down. Keep writing it down and hear his voice and listen to him. Everybody encouraged, comforted, edified. Amen. So, Holy Spirit, come.
There's a sweet presence here, isn't there? Thank you, Jesus. My buddy over here by Ben. Who's your friend? This is Jacob. 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 Can you stand up, bro? Jacob. Holy Spirit, come. Touch Jacob right now in Jesus' name. You know, I, Jacob is a personal name because my twin brother's name is Jacob. They're not my twin brother, but I pray for Jacob a lot. Because Jacob's name in the Bible was changed to Israel. And a prophetic declaration that I did for my twin brother because he's not serving the Lord. But my son Malachi's middle name is Israel. Israel. So Father God, right now in Jesus' name, we pray for Jacob. We pray in Jesus' name that he receive the transformation, that he become a totally different man in Jesus' name in the days ahead in Jesus' name. Right now, Jacob, what, what the Lord is showing me is he loves you tremendously. He's with you. I see his hands upon your shoulders, and I'm just kind of being reminded of, of times years ago where I went for buying and having fun and things like that, like in a truck, you know, but Jesus is with you, man. He's, he's with you. He's riding with you. He loves to have fun with you. You know, maybe there have been times where you're like, can I even have fun? The answer is yes. He likes to have fun with you. Now, there are things clearly in the Word of God that we can't jump into, but it's okay as an act of worship to go driving with Him, to go hanging out with Him. And He's with you, Jacob. I, I think that, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, bless Jacob. Bro, what I'm seeing is um, some business ideas, some business concepts, you know, that, that will come to you. And it'll kind of just be floating by, but you'll be able to like snag those things. And, you know, um, those little thoughts are actually big dreams. And you've got a big dream. I think you've had people in your life try to say, no, you can't do that. You can't accomplish that. But Jesus said, yes, you can. And through him, you'll accomplish that in Jesus' name. So there's big dreams, big visions coming for you in Jesus' name. And it'll bring forth the finances needed. It'll bring forth the prosperity needed in your life, bro. So I don't know if this, you know, this is down the road a little ways because he's, he's going to continue to work in your character. But you know that he's there with you. Does that make sense to you, brother? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Well, he loves you, man. He loves you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord Jesus. Should I just swing over all of them? Jesus, come. Third row back, red shirt, glasses. Yeah, you know, yeah. can you stand up, please? What's your name? Valerie. Valerie. Um, are these your friends next to you? Awesome. Would you mind laying hands on Valerie real quick? Jesus, we bless Valerie. I'm getting a sense of what I'm seeing is like angel's wings. Eagle's wings. It's a mix of angel wings and eagle wings in Jesus' name. Yeah, um, 
So Jesus, may Valerie start taking flight in her relationship with you. In Jesus' name. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So I'm getting that, that word author. In Jesus' name, write her story. Write her story, Lord God. He's got every chapter lined up, every chapter of your life to give him glory, great exploits done in, in your life. He loves you. He's, he's saying he loves you so much. He's singing over you. He's dancing over you, Valerie. He's protected you at times, too. And you've sensed him when he's protected you. He's prevented certain things. He's been with you every step of the way. But Father God, I, I pray in Jesus' name that she, Valerie, will do great exploits. I see you wearing the armor of God. You know, you're wearing the armor of God. You've got the sword of the Spirit. You're taking down the enemy. you got the shield of faith. And you're taking people with you. You're actually rescuing people. I see you rescuing kids and adults, people of all ages. And he's writing your story. Continue to write your story, God. Continue to write for him. Continue to write his whispers to you. Write what he gives you. And this is a play on words too, but what was wrong previously, he's making right for you. He's bringing forth his justice. Everything that the enemy has stolen, God is going to give you back a hundredfold, a thousandfold in Jesus' name, that which was lost. So I bless you, Valerie, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. He loves you. Does any of that make sense, Valerie? Jesus, we bless her. We bless her. We love you, Lord Jesus. Love you, Lord. Love you, Jesus. Okay. How about this brother here? Black shirt. What's your name, bro? Yeah. Ken. 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 Cool. I think it's Ken. Holy Spirit, come touch Ken. Bless him, bless him, bless him, bless him in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray for hope. I thank you that Ken is a lighthouse. Right now what I'm seeing is a lighthouse. And there are storms, bro. There have been storms, but Jesus has been walking on the ocean. You're like Peter. You jumped in. You walked towards him through it all. Where there's been grief, man, he's bringing you hope. He's bringing you life. He's bringing you joy. Can I see just in the spirit, you know, walking on trails and, and he's right there with you. There have been forks in the road, but he's always been there with you, Ken. Right now, Father God, in Jesus' name, we thank you that the prodigals will come home. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, that you saved Ken, that you set him free. Lord God, that he's a beacon of hope, a lighthouse. In Jesus' name, I pray that his prayer life will be enriched and blossom like never before. In Jesus' name. Ken, right now what I'm seeing is, is the shepherd's staff, and it's touching your shoulder. The shepherd's staff. 
bless that. May Jesus give you a revelation, a great revelation of him as, as king, as shepherd, just like we read in John chapter 10. He's, he's there. He's shepherding you. He's guiding you. He's protecting you. So Jesus, bless Ken. Father God, we thank you that he's standing on the promises of God. We call prodigals home in Jesus' name. For your glory, Lord. Does that make sense? Yeah. Awesome. Give me out of Give me out of Oh. What's your name? Denise. My sister in law's name is Denise. Amen. Ryan, come here. This is my brother in law. So his sister. My sister in law, Denise. Let's just pray for Denise. Is it okay if I take your hand? Jesus, come touch Denise. Hmm. Right there. Right there. Right there. Holy Spirit, come. He's doing a gentle work on your heart. We bless Denise. Sometimes you felt like small little sailboat alone tossed by the waves but he's giving you wisdom he's giving you strategies he's giving you provisions giving you blessing he's been with you through it all Denise and I see Jesus walking towards you and he's smiling over you he's your father Jesus, give Denise a greater revelation of you as her father, as Abba and Daddy. I see you now, Denise, up in his lap, and he's touching your hair. He's pouring out his spirit of grace upon you. He's giving you artistic skills, designs. You know, I see different colors and things like that. In Jesus' name, bring forth clarity for, for these in her life. Bring forth art, artistry, craftsmanship, you know, organizational skills in Jesus' name for your kingdom. Where there's clutter, bring forth order in Jesus' name. Take out the mental clutter as well. Bring forth clarity in Jesus' name. Lord God, I, I see Jesus just kind of sewing things up right now. He's sewing things up. He's making it brand new in Jesus' name. Where there's holes, where there's tears, he's, he's sewing them up, but then it just disappears and it looks totally brand new. So I thank you for that, Lord Denise, right now in Jesus' name. Bring forth hope, 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 and love in Jesus' name faith and activate love in her heart. There it is. We love you, Lord Jesus. Does that make sense? Come on. Give her We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. I'd like to just keep praying for everybody. That there's more worship songs. I think I've gone over 20 minutes. It's okay.
We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. So how about this couple here? What are your guys' names? Zach and Tia. Well, he loves you. So Holy Spirit, come touch them right now in Jesus' name. Fill them up from head to toe. Father God, I pray for the technologies of heaven upon this couple in Jesus' name. I pray for greater revelation of your spirit, of technologies. Lord God, may their Right now, in Jesus' name, may their nervous systems and synapses just spark and arc and come to life in Jesus' name. And may the technologies of heaven arc and spark in Jesus' name. I pray for an ongoing grounding in the Word of God in Jesus' name. I pray for a hunger of the Word for the Word. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So I pray that they will hear your voice as individuals and together in Jesus' name. For Zach right now, I'm just going to say what I'm seeing. And I'm just kind of seeing you looking, kind of hanging out up with the stars. And, uh, you know, there's there's certain sounds to the stars and there's certain sounds to creation. And I just pray in Jesus' name that you'll start hearing what the stars and creation are singing and saying to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And that you have a different type of connection, you know, no comparison with anybody else, but it's just not in the traditional sense that you connect with God, but it's different but it's totally cool, and he's with it. He's in there with you. And uh, I pray in Jesus' name that you will continue to have, hear these things between you and him, and have a revelation of what is taking place. And it's just, again, I hear the technologies of heaven over you in Jesus' name. Release it more in his life. Heavenly keyboards, heavenly codes, heavenly technology in Jesus name doesn't even make sense because I just read it we'll see alright alright Tia is it okay if I keep it Jesus touch her right now in Jesus name um, what I'm seeing is a big teddy bear you know people win those at the fair and things like that but you know Jesus you know um, sometimes you just need to hug the big teddy bear Big teddy bears, Jesus. So, you know, hold that, hold him close, draw close to him. You know, um, I think that you've had some positive influences in your life, um, and uh, I bless that in Jesus' name. I hear the word. You're driven. You're driven for great things. You're, you're, you're goal driven. You're purpose driven, and you're driven 
But in Jesus' name, you know, be driven for Jesus. You know, um, uh, you've got proper boundaries in place. You know when to say yes. You know, sometimes you just can't say yes to everything. You gotta say no because, hey, there's another reason. But there's gonna be new opportunities coming your way. And there's, um, yeah, this opportunity. In Jesus' name, I gotta bless. What do you do for a living? Dental hygiene. All right, so I'm, I'm taking a step of faith. I'm just gonna say, give her a raise, Lord. Continue, give her a raise, give her promotion, and may she continue to move up because it's, um, you know, more opportunities come and a new door will, will open for you that uh, will bless your socks off in Jesus' name. So, yeah, in Jesus' name, Jesus the tender. Does that make sense? Well, he loves you guys. Give it back to Kristen. I'd still like to pray for people. So I'll just give it back to her. Do you want to grow in your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Do you want to commune with the wonderful Holy Spirit like never before? Your adventure with Him will grow tremendously as you go through our Fellowship with the Holy Spirit e-course. You can study the course at your own pace on your time. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit will help you know the Holy Spirit more and encounter Him every day. You'll learn His names, His character, His fruit, His personality, and more. Go to FirebornMinistries.com to purchase this life-changing program and start connecting with Him today. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation and Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that Adventures in the Spirit encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. Subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.